All right. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, um, I just want to thank you for a time together to greet one another. Father, a time to worship together. And Father, now I ask, Lord, as we come to look at your word together, Lord, that it would encourage us, challenge us, exhort us, show how much you love us. And uh, Father, um, express to us the, the deep desire you have for us not to keep our faith within ourselves, but to share it amongst ourselves, to share what we've received, the forgiveness, the grace, the love, Father, with others, not just here in the church, but outside as well. So, Father, just um, I ask for your Holy Spirit to come and um, bless us and lead and guide us and open our hearts to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, for those of you that have been been here with us the last few weeks. We've been looking at the book of Acts, and that's a good one to look at because it tells us the Acts of the Apostles. It's basically the work of Jesus Christ through the Apostles by the Holy Spirit, and um, we've been seeing that. And we're in chapter 5. We've, all, we've seen where um, the Holy Spirit has come, empowered the people. They've gone out, uh, P- uh, Peter and John, and they reached out to a crippled man had been crippled from birth and told him we don't have any money but what we do have in the name of Jesus stand up and the, the crippled man stood up and it was very difficult to, to deny that because people had known this man all his life 40 plus years and, um, and so then they were confronted of course remember that we talked about that confronted by the people they were asked questions by the residents of Jerusalem Religious leaders were really, really ticked off, and they came and confronted them, um, and they went on, and then they went back to their people, and they began to uh, praise God, and and uh, and then we get into the where they uh, uh, again accosted by the Sadducees, which we talked about those Sadducees. Remember, these are these are were the religious leaders that did not believe in the resurrection. So if they're preaching that God raised Jesus from the dead, that's just going to make them mad. They don't believe in angels, and they don't believe in the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. And so, and, and these men, John, Peter and John, and other now, others that have come to believe, 5,000 of them, and there's more being added to them daily, they're mad. And uh, they put him in jail, and here they are. This is what we're looking at now. They've been put in jail, and an angel shows up, an angel that the Sadducees don't believe in. And, that, and that's what I want. I want to focus to us today to focus on what the angel commanded the apostles to go and do. I want, I want us to look at that, and I want us to ask ourselves, how are we doing with that challenge to us? Because the challenge of the angel to the apostles is also a challenge to us that would say that we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's just start in verse 17 of Acts chapter 5, and I'm going to read these, read these verses, and we'll, we'll begin to look at them. You'll see the angels, uh, the the, the the conversation about the angel coming up here. But the high priest rose up and all who were with him 
that is the party of the Sadducees, and filled with jealousy. Religious leaders filled with jealousy. All these people are following these guys. We're the religious leaders. They should be following us. But they arrested the apostles, and they put them in the public prison. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. Now, your translation may word that slightly differently. This is an English Standard Version. But what the angel is doing, first of all, he's setting them free, and he says, now I want you to go out to the public place, the most public place, and it's also where, where the, this, the Sadducees and the, the religious leaders, the Jewish leaders of the day, they all met, and they made rules, and they made sure people were following the rules. I want you to go stand in there, and I want you to start telling people everything about this life, this Jesus Christ. And, uh, and what did they do? And when they heard this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. There's something for us to learn in that. When, when we're told to go do something, let's do it. Let's, let's get on with it. Let's not start making excuses. They didn't. They were released from jail, and they got on with it. There's something I want, us to, I want you to encourage you with here regarding the angels. Now, these I'm just going to give you some scriptures, but you'll, you know, there's a lot of study on angels, and it's a good study to have. But in the Psalms, in the book of Psalms in the Old Testament, it says in 34.7 that the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. The angel of the Lord. Those of us that love it, when we love the Lord, we claim to love the Lord. There's angels that encamp around us, and they deliver us in times of great difficulty. In the book of Hebrews, when it talks about all the angels of God, in, verse, in chapter 1, verse 14, it, asks a question, it says, make a statement here, are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? Angels encamp around us, they are sent to serve us, those of us that inherit salvation. You inherit salvation when you come to Christ, when you accept Christ as your Lord and your Savior. And so that's what the, the Bible teaches us about angels. And now the apostles have just experienced an angel coming to them when they're in prison and freeing them. Now, that's got to encourage, increase their confidence, right? I mean, to read this in the passage, you, uh, what I just read, that might, you might be saying, that's good. But if you yourself experienced an angel, that would be really good. It would give you great confidence. And um, it also would show that God really cares for you. Well, he does. And we have to trust that. We trust the word of God is true. But also this angel showing up to, uh, to Peter and John and releasing them would also speak to these Jewish leaders, especially the Sadducees. They're trying to deny angels. They're trying to deny the Spirit of God. And right in their face, not only is the testimony of these men they put in prison, is the very fact an angel of the God showed up. 
It's got to really tick him off. Well, the angel said, go. And he said, stand in the temple. I want to encourage us there. That's telling us, listen, all of us, let's not be intimidated. Let's not be intimidated by the message that Christ would ask us to go share. Go at once. They did. Let us do it. Share your faith. Uh, don't, let any, don't let the danger of sharing your faith hinder you from sharing your faith. Listen, all of us get a little nervous when we're around people. We know that they don't attend church. They, they don't claim to have any religious affiliation. And if you've ever been in that situation, maybe with your own family, and you get a little nervous around it, well, man, when God gets a hold of your heart, just share what God is showing you. Don't, don't be intimidated. Go, uh, the, the, the great preacher Spurgeon says, go where all can see you, stand up and stand out. Now, it's easy, you know, for me, I'm six foot eight. I, walk, I mean, I remember when, when we would go to church and uh, before I was a pastor and we would be late. And I'm like, I'm going to sneak in. And they're like, no, you're not sneaking in, not when you're six foot eight. So, but he said, go where all can see you, stand up and stand out. And that's where they went. In the, in the Gospel of Mark, this is what Mark wrote about Jesus. Jesus said to them, go into all the world. In Mark 16, 15, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Why? Because he tells us, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. We are to go and we're to stand and we're to go immediately. Don't be afraid. Paul wrote to young Timothy, who was afraid, apparently. He said, listen, in 2 Timothy 1.7, he says, God gave us not a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and a spirit of love and self-control. So when, when you set, get, get that prompting to get up and go share, trust the Lord that he's going to give you the words to speak. He's going to fill you with love for the person you're going to share with. Most of all, he's going to fill you with the very love of Christ that's going to ooze out of you and be seen in you. And we're told in, uh, in, in verse 14, and, and more than ever, believers were, in verse 14 of this passage, and more than ever, believers were added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. When they went and shared, when they were sharing their faith, there were multitudes of believers being added to their number. This is what was happening in their day. What's happening in our day? Now, if you're like me, you have shared your faith, and um, you've been discouraged when you say, well, why don't you come and join us for worship, and you get here Sunday, and you're kind of anticipating it, and they don't show up. People don't show up, and it's very discouraging, uh, but you've got to keep sharing, and uh, what I've learned is that um, I've got some people that I've, they've told me the last three years they're going to shock me and come into the building here, you know, and, but when I go, when I see them out in my, most of the people I've invited, uh, I meet at the health club. And uh, 
then they're sheepishly going away, you know, hiding around the corner. And I want them to encourage them. Don't, you don't have to hide. Just know when you come, you're going to be loved and know that you are loved anyway. And so, but the Bible is really telling, the angel said, I want you to go, I want you to stand, and I want you to speak to the people, the people that are there. Now, just to encourage you, in Acts chapter 5, verse 13, Acts 5, 13, it says there, this is jumping back up to the previous uh, scriptures that I didn't read, it says, none of the rest dared join them, but the people held them in high esteem. When they were sharing, these, these apostles, in, in, in Solomon's portico, it says, the people were kind of afraid to go join them. So if they're afraid in this day, don't beat yourself up so bad if you get afraid. It happens. But we have a great message to tell people. Speak to the people. What are you going to speak to the people? Well, when you go speak to the people, we're talking about the gospel. We're talking about it's good news. It's the good news of Christ. It's a good news of the word of life. It's the only means. Christ and, and the story of Christ in the Bible is the only means of eternal life. Jesus himself said, I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life, and no one is going to come to the Father but through me. That's quite a bold statement, but Jesus made it. So what we're speaking, the very words that he's asking us to speak, speak words of this life. In my Bible, it's, it's a capital L. This life, it's the life of Christ. Don't be intimidated by it. Go out and share it. No one comes to the Father but through Christ. You know, in the Old Testament, oh, by the way, I need to just step back a second. And um, this morning I was visiting with Amanda. Actually, uh, we were visiting the other day, yesterday with Amanda, back and forth with, our me- with messaging. Amanda's out there witnessing to folks about Christ. And then messaging me, say, pray, pray for me. And... Um, and I did ask Amanda permission to share this, but yesterday I met somebody, shared with them, shared about Christ uh, very boldly, very lovingly, respectfully. And uh, the person said, they come here today, they're not here. But let's keep praying. Let's keep praying that there's going to be more people like who Amanda met and that, that the gospel is sinking into those people. Listen, if, if, if all the people that shared Christ with me, with me, before I came to Christ, and then when I came to Christ and then fell away from Christ, and there was a whole truckload of people. If they, they could, We couldn't fill this building with the number of people, if I'm real honest with you, that spoke to me about Christ, that spoke the very words of this life to me, and then walked away probably thinking, I don't think he listened to a word I said. And I'd love for them to be able to go online here and check out. I shared with him. And there he is, now preaching the gospel. And I'm not saying that everybody you share with is going to stand up and preach the gospel. I feel called to preach the gospel. 
We're the body of Christ. You'll feel called to do something else. But all of us, I believe, the Bible tells us, all of us are to go out and speak the words of this life, the life of Christ. And trust that those you've already shared with, they are doing like I did, thinking about it. God never let me go. You know, there's an old book called The Hound of Heaven. The story about the hound of heaven. How you just God will hound you until the day you bow your knee and come to Christ. If you've already come to Christ and you walk away, the hound of heaven is right there at your heels and ready to bring you back. There is some responsibility in the Old Testament in Ezekiel. And I'm, I'll just read you a couple of verses out of there, but you can go study this yourself. If you read Ezekiel chapter 3, verses 18 through 21, if you can go back and listen to this recording and get those verses. The same, the same kind of principle is shared in Ezekiel 33, and uh, verses 1 through 9. I'll just read you a few words here regarding sharing your faith, getting up, getting out, and speaking to the people. Here's what the Lord said to Ezekiel. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, Speak to your people and say to them. And he goes on in that passage. Say to them, as I live, declares the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. So God doesn't have any pleasure in, in, in having people turn away, but he speaks to the Son of Man, he speaks to us, go and speak to the people and say to them, that God loves them, and he wants them to come to know him. Now, in those passages in Ezekiel 33 and Ezekiel 3, it tells you that we, the responsibility on our heads for the people that God puts in on front of us to share the faith of Christ, all the words of this life, we have a, the, that when we share it and they refuse it, that... It's on them. But if we meet them and we refuse to share the message, it's on us. That is quite a challenge. We need to keep that in mind when we're out. And God says, get up, don't be afraid. Go and stand in this very visible place and speak to the people all the words of this life. Now, let's look at the words of this life. There's so many, I had to kind of, just take a few scriptures, and I hope you're okay with this. But in John 6.35, this is what Jesus said, John 6.35. He says, I am the bread of life, and whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Verse 37 says, All that the Father gives to me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. As soon as we look up and come to Christ, he'll never cast us out. He'll always take us in, no matter what your circumstance has been. Because when he went to the cross, he died for all sin. Nothing was left uncovered. Everything was covered by him. Verse 40 says of that John chapter 6, For this is the will of the Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up in the last day. 
Verse 47, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Verse 51, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. And if anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give him for the life of the world is my, is my flesh. When he went to the cross, he died for us. It's him. So when you're sitting with someone, if God does put you in front of somebody, you can take these scriptures and you can speak these scriptures to them if God would have you do so. Because the word of life is living and active. The word of God is living and active. The word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword. The word of God does the work that you can't do. None of us can change a heart, but God can. So if you do have the blessing and the opportunity to share some scripture, man, share these scriptures. Let me give you a few more. John 17, 3 says, and this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. 1 John chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. This is a good one to meditate on for your own devotion. It says, that which was from the beginning, which is Christ, which we have heard, remember the apostles are writing this, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which, which we've looked upon and have touched with our hands. Remember, they touched the side and they touched his nail-pierced hands. Concerning the word of life, the life was made manifest, in other words, appeared, and we have seen it and testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. Can you believe this is what they were saying when they were sent out by the angel, speak to, to the people the words of life, the very words of this life. First John 5, further along in that first passage, it says, and this is the testimony, that God gave us eternal life, and this life is in the Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. Now, those are the scriptures. Those are the words of life. That's the words of this life. But now, I can say all that, and maybe, maybe your mind went off and drifted and said, when's he going to get over with this sermon? What's this got to do with me? When I, I don't know all these verses. I, I might not have my Bible with me. So if I sense that God has put somebody in front of me and he says, now it's an opportunity, I'm just giving you an opportunity to share your faith, what are you going to share? Well, there's three things. God came to this earth because God sent, I mean, God sent his son because he loves us so much. And God gave his life through Jesus Christ Jesus gave his life on the cross. Tell people that. That's the, that's the very words of this life. That Jesus came to earth and he died on a cross. Secondly, that Jesus rose from the dead. We can all remember that, right? Think about it. Jesus died on the cross. Jesus rose from the dead. No one's ever done that and, and, and stayed alive afterwards. 
And thirdly, that he right now is at the right hand of the Heavenly Father and he is interceding for you and for me. If you remember nothing else, tell people that. Now you might say, well, how's that going to change anybody's heart? Trust Christ to do his work. Our responsibility is to be faithful, to be messengers. When he says go, go right away. When we say, well, I'm going, where am I going? Well, you're going to go where you're most visible, and you're going to go, and then what am I going to do? Well, you're going to speak the words of this life. Whoa. And let me handle the results. The Bible makes it very clear that there are many who plant seed into people's lives, like I got seed planted into my life, and there's many that water, like reading the scriptures, talking about the scriptures in Bible studies, in fellowship, but only God makes things grow. Only God can grow your faith. Only God can convert your heart. You could come to church for years. You could go to church for years and never have experienced being born again. Actually having a transformation. But the prayer is, is that one day you will. Let me finish. I mean, there's so much more, obviously, we come in here. But I encourage you to, for those of you who like to read and like to study, I encourage you to Google Spurgeon's message. It's titled, The Charge of the Angel. Now, it's, uh, it's probably longer than the sermon I just preached. But I, the reason I wanted to just mention this to you is because he, obviously he's a great preacher and a, and a great theologian, but he gives seven things that if we miss them, we're not, we're not speaking the words of this life, the life of Christ. Let me just very briefly give them to you. First of all, the first word of this, this life is Jesus Christ. There is power in the name. How many of you have gone to a family gathering, uh, a group meeting, uh, you know, where there's unbelievers in, in your midst, and you can mention, you can mention God, but you mention Jesus Christ, there is something different because there's power in the name. Secondly, the next word would be, the word is called atonement. What does that mean? Well, it means that he gave his life on a cross. You know, Peter and John says, it's whom you slew and hanged on a tree. That's what they said to the Sadducees. That's, who this, that's the message of this life. It's the one that you slew. You hung him on a tree and you killed him. But praise God, God raised him from the dead. See, so the second one is if we miss that, we're missing the, the words of this life, all the words of this life. Thirdly, the resurrection. Yes, he went to the cross, but he was resurrected. And him has God raised from the dead. Fourthly is regeneration. 
of those of which is regeneration. It, what it means is, is that we've been made new. If we miss the fact that this message, this very life gives, is a whole new life. Listen, I am a different person. I am a different, my, my spirit changed when I gave my life to Christ. And he did with you when you gave your life to Christ. And if you haven't given your life to Christ, he is waiting to come and change you. The Bible says, as, as Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. Don't miss that. If you, and he, he says this, Spurgeon says, leave out the doctrine of the new birth and you've left out one of the cardinal words of this life if you leave it out. Fifthly, faith. You can mention these to people, but the transformation and the change comes when a person themselves puts their faith in what you're sharing with them, that Christ died, Christ rose, and Christ is in heaven interceding. Only by faith can you be saved, through faith. Sixthly, indwelling is the word. We can give the message of Christ, the, the words of this life, and people can come and they can accept Christ. They can be born again, changed, transformed, but have no power. And the power that they're talking about is the power that the apostles received on the day of Pentecost when Jesus says, don't you even try and go out into Jerusalem until you've been clothed with power by the Holy Spirit, and they were, and they went out, and they spoke, and they were bold. They did not have fear because they had love, and they had power, and they had self-control. And seventhly, comes the doctrine of eternal life. I've been thinking a lot more about that lately because I'm getting older. <laughs> And actually, I'm not as old as the folks I'm talking to a lot of times online. I've just had, I've, I have told you this a few weeks ago, I've just had a few friends that are 80 years old and they passed away. My one friend, Lynn, he just planted his garden, jumped in his pickup, his pickup was running. They found him with his foot on the brake, engine running, and he was dead. They just, on Facebook, they were just posting a memorial service for him this week. He was 80. Now, if you're not, you know, if you're in your 20s and then you're young, you're going, 80 years old, that is old. Hey, let me tell you, when you get to 65, the canoe's going down that river really fast and the end is coming really fast. It speeds up, guys. And I'm thinking, I'm 15 years away from, from 80, and I look back to when I was 50th birthday and I go, that wasn't very long ago. It happens fast. And so what we need to be able to share when we to go out into a public place where we can be seen sharing the message of this life of Christ, don't miss the fact that it is an eternal life. And he's coming back. If I don't, if, if, if he comes back before I'm 80, he's coming back and to get us. And we're going to be raised up with him. But there is an eternal life. That should give us hope every time we go to the funeral service of some friend, right? I am going to see them again. I am on Facebook. I don't do a lot of posts. But this morning it had several memories. That One of the memories that came up was six years ago. And it showed me sitting in Polson, Montana, 
And with all, I've got more grandchildren now, but with the grandchildren all around me, they're all little six years ago. I'm sitting there, Pauline's sitting there. We had just done the memorial service for my father-in-law. who We weren't expecting him to die, and he was in his 80s. That was six years ago. It seems like last week. But the promise is, we believe, we're praying, that Pauline's dad did accept Christ. I'm trusting that my dad, when he died, I'm trusting, I'm trusting, I'm trusting that my dad did accept Christ. I hope he did. I pray that he did. Because eternal life promises us that we will see our loved ones when we leave this earth. There'll be a great reunion. I will meet people that shared Christ with me. I'll meet Ed Askelson. I'll, I'll, I'll meet Floyd Johnson. I'll, I'll, meet, I'll meet Donna Larson. I'll, I'll meet people that spoke life into me. There'll be a great reunion. Don't miss the message of eternal life when you go stand up in the temple, when you go speak all the words of this life. If you forget all that, just remember that Christ died for us and that he rose from the dead and he lives today interceding for you and me. Have you given your life to Christ? Have you put your trust in him? Have you received the Holy Spirit in power so that you're empowered by him? Do you know that there's an eternal life that if you drop dead today, God is going to, angels are going to come take you up to heaven and you'll live forever. And if you drop dead today, we'll see you when God brings us there. Have you put your trust in him? Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray that as we go from here, we be thinking about the fact that you are the resurrection and the life. And whoever believes in you, Lord, Though we might die, we shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in you, Lord, will never die. Father, may we answer that, that we believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the, who came into this world and died for us, rose from the dead, and lives for us and intercedes for us. May we take that message to our family and friends, not be afraid. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's stand together and worship him together.